Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey. No chill, Prano. Hello, Andy. Episode 666. It's the devil's episode. How fitting that the actual last live episode, since we pre-recorded Mondays already, is on 666. It's crazy. Like, we didn't plan this out. Not planned out. No. We've done a lot of, you know, keep it 100, keep it 200 episodes, keep it 666, Satan's episode. On the last live one. And, you know, it's, uh, it's the, even the topics of our podcast today are fit with the 666. Like, Bill O'Brien's deal with the devil has expired. <laughs> <laughs> and now and now he has to go back to just being a, a boob who walks around town doing whatever booby things he do, he does. His his deal with Satan that kept him as an employed head football coach despite never at any point in his career showing any ability to be a qualified football coach. Is over. Yeah. The Bill O'Brien's devil deal is done. Yeah. Sam was like, that's it for you, boob. Take your butt chin somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear that uh, the thing that was sort of the end of the Bill O'Brien reign was a, a heated conversation with J.J. Watt? Yeah, you know what it was over? <laughs> he, he took J.J. Watt's bunk bed out of his office. He told him he has to start sleeping on his own. J.J. Watt was like, how dare you? He said, I'm sick of you pushing giant monster truck tires after practice. End of that. And they exploded on each other, and the rest is history. He said, you're not even the best Watt brother. And he was like, what? And he said, Watt. Well, it was also fitting that, of course, it happened right when Monday's episode was completed. Yeah. So it's like old news now. So much has happened. Yeah. Um, There's another Watt brother in the NFL since that time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bill O'Brien has been hired. Tyreek Watt. He to, was. He, he's. He's the Watt brother. He's nobody, the adopted Watt brother. Yeah. He's the one nobody knew about. Yeah. No. It's. Uh. Yeah. It literally happened right after. That always happens to us. Yeah. I mean, basically, if you're if your team needs its coach fired, if you're. Uh, you know, if if something in your with your baseball, basketball, football team that you've been waiting to happen, it will happen right after we finish recording an episode. So I'm excited to see what happens after today's episode. Yeah, I assume the Tennessee Titans season will get canceled within seconds of the show ending. What's going on that down there? Um, they legally practiced at a high school. I don't even know. Yeah, did you see that? And that was after they had COVID tests? 
like positive COVID tests, they were like, well, we're not allowed to practice because we had guys test positive. We're going to sneaky practice or that was the protocol that they broke. And that's why people got sick. It had to be after, right? Well, they, they might, there's talk of them possibly forfeiting a game now. Yeah. So the Titans were informed on September 29th that in-person gatherings had been banned because of the coronavirus outbreak in the team and that they directly violated that. The players held a workout, yes, the next day in Nashville after the team facilities had closed. Got it. So the NFL also issued a memo on October 1st last year to all NFL teams regarding these matters. Last week. Yeah. The players' only workout took place last Wednesday at Montgomery Bell Academy. Oh, boy. So, yeah, they held it at a high school. Sounds great. So their game that they were supposed to play against Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh got moved to basically their – bye week and then Pittsburgh's bye week got shifted is that what happened yeah Pittsburgh got shifted with Baltimore right Pittsburgh is kind of the big loser in all this although they got a bye week now instead of later yeah but I know a lot of guys are complaining about that Big Ben is yeah What a mess. They didn't they didn't get Big Ben's consent to move the bye week? No. <laughs> they just did it without asking him. They just forced this bye week on him? Yeah. Against his will? He didn't like that. Hopefully they don't do it again yeah. this season. It would be awful if that happened twice without his consent. In fact, I heard Roger Goodell personally went to Ben's house, shoved him in his bathroom, shut the door, and said, you stay in here until the week's over. Yeah, I heard that Roger Goodell was like, uh, ben, could you come in? Uh, I'm having a problem with my TV. And when he got there, he locked the door behind him. He was like, we're changing your bye week, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Nobody likes it when they're forced to do things physically they don't want to do. Yeah. So the Titans. Um, so basically, this this seems right now we're dealing with Butch and O'Brien, Titans. This We got, we got a lot going on in the AFC South. The, the the weird thing about the NFL and COVID and the way they're handling it all is, like in baseball, as soon as people tested positive, they basically started canceling their games until guys were no longer testing positive, correct? And, like, those guys could be... So basically, they removed the one person, and then they... So the Titans... Miss an entire week, but the Patriots just have to play without Cam Newton? Yeah, I don't really fully understand it. If you're Bill Belichick, would you rather have just immediately taken your bye week and played with Cam Newton later on? Probably, right? And the crazy thing is how that game played out. Yeah. like I've, It was a decent game considering how well— Decent. There was, there was two off—the time expired. There's three points right there. On Hoyt, like they were the fifteen yard line. Yeah. Then, then another fumble. Like basically, I look at that game like I I'll go on record saying I think they win that game if they have Cam Newton, a competent quarterback. I mean, 
it's it's hard to say because you're right. Like, it's, it's a the what defense if. steps it up because whatever. I mean, it's a whole different strategy. But absolutely, they play them tighter with Hoyer and Stidham than you thought they would have. So with Cam Newton, certainly improves sure. their chances. But that's the thing that's weird. Is like there, it just doesn't seem like there's any protocol. Well, there's none. And now, obviously, Gilmore tests positive this week. And they just didn't practice. This goes back to my initial theory heading into this season of it's all going to be lies. We're not really going to know who's positive, who, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm more concerned with the, like, we got into that situation and I think baseball, one game, two games, you know, you were you were complaining about the Reds and the Cardinals. The one two games, yeah, the seeding sucks. But in football, the difference of one game, obviously in baseball, it could come down to that as well. But the difference of one less win in football, I mean, you're talking about not having a bye. You're talking about playing a road game. In football, where it's a one-game series, once you get to the playoffs, the idea that the Patriots go on the road in the playoffs instead of win the division or don't make the playoffs because they don't get to play with Cam, That that's going to be hard to swallow. Uh, I know there's teams where, oh, this guy isn't as important as that guy, but like it, it just seems to me to not have a protocol that the, the Titans just get a week off and the Patriots play seems really weird. Yeah, yeah, it and, does. and it doesn't look like the the Titans are potentially going to play this weekend. Then there's also how it like affects the Chiefs. The Chiefs may have to play like three games in eleven days or something like that. Some weird thing. It all goes back to what we talked about in baseball. You shouldn't be penalized because another team fucked up, right? Because let's just call it what it is. I think these guys who get it did something stupid. Yeah. Like, Cam Newton went somewhere he shouldn't have. Well, certainly the Titans, who have, what, 20 people in the organization have tested, they're doing something wrong. Yeah. You know, and you're totally right about Cam. It's like, if you're being extra careful, the majority of people in the NFL aren't getting it. And you are. Now, Now knock on wood, but I got my antibodies test this week. I have obviously been, my dad had it. I was in the COVID ward multiple days, obviously following the strictest protocol that you can at the hospital. They don't mess around as far as what we had to put on to go see my dad and all these things. So I wanted to get the antibody test. But I've also been so cautious, for the most part, since this all started, I tested negative. So I've basically not been exposed to COVID at all, which was kind of a surprise. But that's my point. If I'm negative personally and I've been careful, most of these guys should be negative if they're careful. Right. Well, and that's the thing is maybe they're not careful. I mean, the Titans get it. We have talked a lot. There's a lot of people out there in the media in politics, in whatever, that basically say, this is bullshit. It's not a real thing. 
And all it takes is one guy on the Titans who believes that. And then everybody's got it, right? One guy in Tennessee is buddies with Clay Travis. Now the Titans season is canceled. Because 20 guys get it. Look at the White House. They don't believe in it. Now the entire White House have it. Yeah. Like, it's not that hard if you... If you're actively going, it's not real. I'm not going to take any precautions. That's the that's the the thing, especially in sports right now, is like you're fucking with other teams. You're fucking with your teammates. There's there's no way to say we're going to isolate one person who doesn't believe that thinks it's a hoax, that thinks it's not real. That thinks masks are trampling on his freedom. Would we? Would you be at all surprised to find out some offensive lineman who has the a bald eagle tattooed on his a bald eagle sleeve tattoo infected the whole team? No. I would not be surprised. Well, yeah. At this point, I don't need you know. I don't even want to engage with people who quote-unquote, don't think it's real because it's obviously real and there's different you know, levels of this disease and virus and what it can do for sure. But Yeah, and how it affects each, you know, people who are sick, people who are old, people who are sure. What The other thing that people just, you know, kind of disregard is like, well, everybody, you know, if you're 20-something and you're athletic and you're healthy, you're going to be fine. Okay, good. Well, you're in the NFL, so you're going to be fine. The point is your coach is might be 70. Your coach might be 70. A ref, the equipment guy. Yeah. Anybody, anybody involved in the team. And, and I think that's a good message as far as all this stuff is concerned. It's again, it's not about you, it's about the other people. Like you said, there's a lot of older or maybe not physically fit. If you're if you're afraid, don't go to the Dolphins game where they're going to have 65,000 people. Okay. Also, if you're not afraid, go to the Dolphins game and don't go anywhere else. Don't go to the car wash. Don't go to the drugstore. Don't go anywhere else because now you're going to kill someone because you had to go to the Dolphins game. Well, look, I, you know, I don't want to go too far down that whole discussion, but that's what's happening in the NFL right now is essentially the whole thing and it's not even a matter of spreading the virus the it's a domino effect and the whole thing is spreading whether you like not the chiefs are totally healthy right but now because of the titans and because of the patriots the chiefs and the steelers and the ravens it's the same thing. It's contact tracing of the thing. They're all being affected by it, whether or not they're getting COVID or they're getting sick. The Ravens now have their bye week change. The Steelers have their bye week change. The Patriots had to play a game without one player. Like the whole thing throws it off. Like the idea that uh, we get a Super Bowl champion not on a level playing field because. 
some guy goes out to the strip club or somebody goes to the casino or some guy doesn't believe it's real is totally fucks up the whole sport. Yeah. It's like it's like imagine the idea of, you know, uh, who's the guy? Josh Gordon. Every fucking year he comes back, he smokes pot, he gets suspended. Now, what if every time he came back and did that, whoever he was playing was also suspended? The team he was on is also suspended. It's like this isn't about you made a bad decision and it fucks up your life. This is you made a bad decision. It fucks up your team. It fucks up some other team. It fucks up some other team. And it's just shitty. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'll be curious to see. I The cracks are really starting to show in, in this whole setup. And the NFL looked pretty good for the first few weeks. But now, like you're saying, the cracks are really starting to show, especially when you're discussing forfeiting a game. Because – uh, according to the NFLPA and the league, you don't you forfeit a game, you don't get paid. The other team doesn't get paid. So that's a, why people are like, "What? What do you mean you're going to forfeit?" I didn't know about that. Yeah, you don't play a game, you don't get paid for that game. So now, the Titans fucked up and they don't get paid. Okay, Man. I guess I guess that's fair. But the Steelers don't get paid, or the or whoever they were going to play this week doesn't get paid. Yeah, I didn't know about that. That's a mess. That's not good. And people are like, well, why not just pay them? And it's like, it's not that easy. Yeah. Well, as we know, this season is looking a lot different for the NFL, Joe, as we're discussing the situation with the stadiums, the bars, everybody's watching from home. Luckily, the best way you can watch NFL games this year from home is using the Miller Lite Cantenna. Guys, the season might look different, so Miller Lite wants to bring fans together in a new way. This easy-to-use digital TV antenna does more than bring the fans the game. It creates more time for Miller time. So stop focusing on the illegal streams and use a legit legal stream, which is not only an antenna, it is a full can of Miller Lite beer, Joe Prano. It's so cool. And there's... It's really a great idea, regardless of your setup, whether you're streaming, whether you do Sunday ticket, whether you have cable, whether you have whatever, to also have the Cantenna. Because I use Sunday ticket streaming on one TV, but you can only have Sunday ticket going on one screen at a time. Sure. So I throw the Cantenna on the other screen. One screen, I'm getting that, that digital broadcast coming through the airwaves. And one team, one TV, I got streaming. There you go, the Miller Lite Cantenna. Stop clicking around and start watching football with friends because when it's game time, it's Miller time. If you want to try to grab one for yourself, simply go to MillerLiteCantenna.com to enter for your chance to watch high definition football on a beer. That's C A N T E N N A, is in Cantenna. Watch high-definition football on a beer. Yeah. No purchase necessary. This contest started 9-11-20. It ends this week. I'm sorry, Monday. It ends 10-12-20 at 11-59-59 p.m. Central Time. Must be a legal resident of the 50 U.S. slash District of Columbia. 21 years of age or older. Cantenas are only available to the residents of Colorado, 
District of Columbia, Florida, Idaho, Louisiana, Mississippi, Nebraska, Nevada, New York, North Carolina, South Carolina, South Dakota, and Wisconsin. Void where prohibited. See official rules at MillerLightCantenna.com for entry, instructions, prizes, restrictions, etc. All right, Joe. NBA Finals is here. I should say NBA Finals is mostly through. Four games. Basically over. Yeah. I had uh, Lakers in six. Um, That was not factoring in some of the injuries on the Heat that have happened. The Heat got it to 2-1. The Lakers winning game four to me iced the whole thing. They are now, have already, um, the news is out that they've already switched their uniforms for game five. They'll be wearing the black, sort of Kobe Bryant. The black Mambas. The black Mamba uniforms. Um, Which means they're going to lose. Which means to me they're going to win. Rip heat. Uh, Lakers win in five now. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I just think the win that they got, the win that the Heat got in game three with their guys still out gave them all the momentum that they needed. As I said, can't be closer than 2-1. You come out in game four. You get Bam back. You tie it up. You're back in the series. You go down 3-1. To me, it's over. I think that the Lakers plow through. I think the Heat roll over. I certainly don't see the Heat winning three in a row to win the series. So it's over in five. It might be over in six. I don't think it's going seven. And I certainly don't see the Heat winning. Um, The Lakers didn't play that well in game four, in my opinion. And they still won, and I think that's I think that's it. It's lights out for the Heat. Is the biggest debate the MVP now at this point? Um, I guess the if if you look at the Vegas odds, uh, LeBron is the heavy favorite to win MVP now after Game Four. Um, I think LeBron's the MVP of the series. You can look you can look at statistically. I think he's scored more points and grabbed more rebounds, obviously has more assists, doesn't quite have the blocks. Anthony Davis is shooting a higher percentage. You could argue Anthony Davis, though, what he brings to both sides of the ball. Anthony Davis has a higher plus-minus for the series. You could you could argue that. You could also argue that LeBron runs the entire offense, whether it be the assists or the assists that lead to the assist, the whole thing. I mean, he's also turned the ball over a lot. Yeah, he's a point guard as compared to a center, power forward. I'm just saying in general. Right. I mean, you could make it. Listen, you can make any argument you want. I guess I'm I guess, saying right now, obviously, we have who one. do you think is the MVP of the series? I wouldn't be mad if either of them got it. I'm one of those people. Okay. I guess to, my to me this, this I guess my question for you is Andy, you're an NBA Finals MVP voter. It's tough, man. I'd probably still lean towards LeBron. They've both had really good series. But the reason it's tough for me is because I think this has been you know, maybe we talk about father time and and maybe, you know, it's showing up a little. LeBron, this is not 
a absolutely dominant LeBron series like we've seen in the last few finals. I have to say, I think that that is you just being spoiled by LeBron at this point. But it's not if I'm comparing previous LeBron NBA finals. Right. But you're comparing him to himself. I Not am. to any player of all time. I agree. Every single other player in the history but averages a- 26 and 10 and 8 for a series. And they've they've won the finals MVP already. But that's what that's I'm not saying. A question. Yeah. So, but you're saying because LeBron isn't playing as good as LeBron has played in the past, that that affects his value on the team. I'm not sure that that's true. You also, he also hasn't had to be that guy because he has an Anthony Davis. True. But if you look at game four, game four is won by the Lakers because LeBron comes out and dominates the third quarter. Anthony Davis was very huge defensively in that game. Again, both sides of the ball. I think I could see both sides of the argument. I don't have a giant... Let me tell you something right now. If the Lakers win in five or the Lakers win in six, unless Anthony Davis has a crazy great game and LeBron plays average basketball or below LeBron average basketball, unless Anthony Davis does something great, he's not going to win. And, I mean, the Vegas odds are, I think LeBron is like was minus like 250 or minus 300 uh, after game four, and Anthony Davis was like plus 150, plus 200. So right now, I mean, again, you, you can factor in the turnovers, but LeBron is essentially the Lakers' point guard. Anthony Davis is 6'10", 6'11". LeBron's out-rebounding him in the series. He's obviously out, you know, performing him in terms of facilitating the offense. Yeah, Anthony Davis is probably better defensively. It's not like LeBron's a a schlub defensively. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I just, I, I think it's fair to say I could see either of them getting it. At this point, through four games... Again, we might have one or two more. We're going to have one more game. We might have two yeah. more games. I mean, I think, again, I think unless something changes drastically, whereas, you know, one of them goes off and the other doesn't, then maybe it flip-flops. But right now, I think if, if they continue playing the way they are. And by the way, I, I'm, I agree with you as well. If they give it to Anthony Davis, like, I don't care. I'm not mad. I don't think LeBron cares. Um, I think I, he would. I don't think it affects his legs. I, honestly, I disagree with you because this. If there have been multiple games in this series where they have had control, and if he wanted to like just bump up his MVP push, he could have done that. And he didn't. I mean, even throughout the games that were blowouts, feeding Anthony Davis, they're playing their usual minutes. I think we both know that if LeBron James got in Frank Vogel's ear and was like, hey, man, we're going to run a bunch for me down the stretch that they would have done it. I, I don't think he cares. I think he's all about titles at this point. And I think he cares. I think he cares personally. I really do. And I think he, you know, he has that to prove. I think, you know, he's on social media. He sees all the stuff. These guys pay attention has, to what it. What do you think he has to prove? That he is the MVP of the series? That he's the best player of all time. And and do you think that the finals MVPs factor into that? I do. 
I, I think he thinks that, whether it's true or not, what people chirp on social media, because he's still very active on social media. I mean, again, we talk about the people on social media when they talk about LeBron and compare him to other greats. They do the five gif, right? Kobe Bryant has two finals MVPs. Uh, Magic Johnson, five titles? Correct. Three finals MVPs. So is it simply Bill Russell has zero but he has the finals MVP named after him. Like, is this simply a comparison versus him and Jordan because Jordan has six finals MVPs in six finals? Could be. Because there's a lot of people who have Kareem ahead of him. There's a lot of people who have Magic ahead of him. There's mentally ill people who have Kobe Bryant ahead of him. <laughs> I mean, severely mentally ill. <laughs> like, like getting a straitjacket. You know, fucking Joker vibes. You're sick in the head. You're mentally ill. Yeah. When is game six? I'm sorry, game five. Tomorrow night. Your TVs will be off the wall. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. This is such a mess. You and Elliot will be watching it on a, a phone. I've got a show tomorrow night, so I'm hoping that the game's over before showtime. Well, we're, we're or I am in the middle of kind of a debacle with this moving situation. I should just inform the dirt balls. Oh boy. You don't know what's who's picking you up, what they're picking you up in. You don't know what's going, what's staying. We were just talking about the fate of this sign. It's so- off. Sounds off. like potentially it could It's off again. Sounds like potentially it could be Staying with me. There, it's on again. But uh, unless a unless a dirtball makes us a solid offer for this light up, light up sign. Oh, look at you! Look at you! Already just we. I mean, we sold we sold pieces of a, a rotted old couch. Already doing a little smut studio garage sale, a yeah. little swap meet. Yeah, I'm just trying to lighten your load, Andy. I appreciate that. Yeah, lighten your load and. But heavy I'd, your pockets. But I'd I'd prefer a dirtball show up with the the U box, and take it to the local U haul because this is a kind of a nightmare. I think it's all gonna work out in the end. That's good. At least one of us thinks that. I'm not gonna stress it. Like I said when I was in Amsterdam, high on mushrooms, trying to pack to leave, just put all your shit in a bag and. Get out of here. Yeah, you're right, man. You're right. I actually feel better now. Yeah. And I just and I just was thinking. It's just stuff. Put it all in a box. No, and you, and you know what my dad would say? Because I got to think about what he would say. He'd be like, don't stress it. He would. He did, He never stressed over that shit. He'd like, don't stress it. And then he'd tell me, get a haircut, you hippie, or something. <laughs> something like that. Well, the, the playoffs are heating up in, in Major League Baseball as well. I, I'm, it's too well, but I'm really, like everyone else, digging this Padres-Dodgers, a heated division rival. Last night's game got fiery, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sad it ended the way it did because, like you said, it's 2-0, and I'd like to see, see the series last a while. And uh, these series are still five games. So, you know, the, the Padres are now on the brink of elimination. 
But it did get fiery. And look, I actually don't think that there's a right side here. I actually think everybody's wrong. Um, because there's like, there's this like whining from both sides. And really, you can't be whining if you're on the Padre side because you guys are the bat flip kings of the world. And then you get upset when other teams basically do the same thing back to you. That being said, taking off of your hat and throwing it and point like that was just such an aggressive. Yeah. Like the 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 phrase act like you've been there before. I mean, he basically did fuck your couch like his clothes are coming off. It was it was all absurd. Now, of course, it wasn't in. It was a response to Manny Machado with the aggressive bat flip. It was like a. It was. But then for what, Machado what, what, to get upset. What's the pitcher of the Dodgers who did that? I forget his name. Uh, but for for it was, it was Machado like a, to get upset about it is like you're the only person who can't get upset about it. Yeah, what he did. It was like a Key and Peele sketch. Yeah. Like it, it got it got just borderline comedy sketch because it was so ridiculous, and the catch was ridiculous. Oh my god! Yeah, Bellinger is such a bro. Did you watch any of the post game stuff? No, but I mean, I saw him. I saw him fucking his longer hair in the dugout, space out for thirty seconds, just like he is such a bro. He's like, yeah, man. I'm like, how much weed do you yeah, smoke? Yeah, it's like Bill and Ted and Cody. Like, <laughs> did I catch that? Sick. It's what he is. <laughs> and especially when he's getting like that whole crew, that that crew of A Rod, Big Poppy, and Frank Thomas. I mean, they are just—they're so ridiculous. Yeah. Get rid of your boy Pete Rose. Well, they, well, he's been gone for a couple years. Yeah, I know, but he was a great addition to that crew too. Yeah. Well, I guess when you have sex with a 13-year-old when you're 25. Is that what sealed the deal for him? Something like that. It was, wow. It was bad. Yeah. He like had sex with like a 14-year-old or something. Yeah. I remember that story coming out. I didn't know that that was what got done. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like I <laughs> – it's sad because it's an ex- – it's like it's leading to drama and it's leading to excitement. But it's, it is, like petty, lame, fucking bullshit. And the problem about the problem that I have with it is like the policing of the game, kind of goes out the window in the playoffs because no one's willing to drill each other. I was gonna ask, is there retaliation tonight? No, because no one wants to give up a base runner. It's the postseason, you know. No one wants to give up a base runner. Like, and unfortunately. Or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, like, I should say, hopefully, the retaliation doesn't come in the form of despicable, gross, Chase Utley-like, base-running, injury shit. Like, no one wants to give up the base runner by drilling somebody, so hopefully they don't go like, oh, just fucking slam into Machado's fibula on the base pass. Like the fucking despicable trash bags that the Dodgers are. Man, you're still hung up on that. I mean, he's went out of his way. Take it from somebody who just 
is still in the nine-month recovery of a leg injury. The idea, I'm pissed off at the kid who did that to me accidentally. If the kid had done it on purpose, on purpose, I would murder that person. Yeah. Imagine that the kid did that to me on purpose. That's what Chase Utley did. And again, the Dodgers are chill with it. That's why they're a fucking dumpster fire organization. That's why they deserve to lose. That's why I hope, as much as I hate the pimping of home runs and the throwing of the bats and all like I still hope San Diego wins because they're not murderous assholes. Dude, that was five years ago. Okay. Well, look, like in the uh, debate, I'm just asking for the Dodgers to say that they do not, like, you know, move away, say we denounce Chase Utley. Because all through the years, they've sort of backed him the whole time. What do you mean like the debate? Like, they asked, they asked Donald Trump to denounce white supremacy. And he's like, what do you want me to say? You want me to say stand I don't like down. him? Stand, stand down and stand by, I guess. You know? I just want the Dodgers to, to denounce yeah. Chase Utley. Not, look, there is, there, is people, there is people on both sides at that second base. There's people on the Mets. There's people on the Dodgers. And they met together. And things happened. And legs touched. And some legs survived and some legs didn't. You know, good good defense, good base running, good people on both sides of the bag. No, just be like, one guy was a fucking huge piece of shit. And we're sorry that he was ever part of our organization. And we learned our lesson. And we're not going to have huge garbage people anymore on our team. Until then, fuck the Dodgers forever. You need a float lab, bro. No, I don't. It's, it's again, you got to go back to what a piece of shit move. And... Hopefully, because I don't wish harm on anybody, uh, hopefully... Wait, Joe Prano doesn't wish harm on anybody? Hopefully, that doesn't happen in this Dodger series. Hopefully, no one on San Diego has a big problem with how that whole thing went down and goes into fucking second base and ruins Corey Seager's career. Hopefully, that doesn't happen. Corey Seager seems like a good guy. Justin Turner seems like a good guy. Hopefully... No one drills Cody Bellinger in the eye socket, and he misses a full season of baseball. That would be horrible. Never His career is never the same again. I don't wish that on people, but karma's a bitch. So if Cody Bellinger gets hit in the eye, what are you going to say? We, the Dodgers, don't approve of ruining someone's career? Too late. Cat's out of the bag, guys. All right, well, moving on to the other series. So fuck the Dodgers forever. Go San Diego. If San Diego doesn't beat them, hopefully somebody else does. Houston has is a 2-1 lead. Tough task for the Oakland to win three in a row. Tough Ball, task, but... Balls are just flying. Just flying out of Dodger Stadium. Yeah. It's been hot. It's been humid. I mean, they are just flying out. I think uh, Houston probably wins the series, but Oakland's not dead. I like their chances. Yeah. Um, same thing. Everybody, you know, everybody's rooting against Houston. 
every single person alive that isn't a Houston Astros fan is rooting against Houston, and rightfully so. What we, well, we can't have is Houston Yankees, because then who do you root for? Yeah. You root for Houston, and you root for the... I mean, I don't care as long as one of them doesn't win the World Series, you know? It's going to be tough because, again, we got we got Braves, Marlins. Braves are going to win that. Yeah, but that's a NL East series. So I'm running out of teams. I'm holding on to the Rays and the A's and the Padres. All A's. A's, Rays, Dre's. Yeah. It's my, those are my only hope. I can't fucking root for an NL East team. The Yankees are everything that's wrong with baseball. The Astros are a bunch of cheaters. And the Dodgers think that they should injure people to win. Again, how many people... I'm not even going down there. Never mind. Let's say how many people from that 2015 Dodgers team are still even on this team? Well, you got... Kershaw. Kershaw. Turner. Seager. Jansen. Is that even uh was that even a Dave Roberts team? I think it was. Has he been managing that long? I don't think so. Twenty fifteen? That might have been his first year. I thought that, I think that was Mattingly. It might have been Mattingly. Mattingly's kind of piece of shit like that too. Hey, I'm not saying that they're all the same people. I'm saying if you're not those guys anymore, denounce those guys. Do you want accountability? Yeah. It's kind of ironic coming from you, though, Prano. Why? You're not exactly Mr. Admit When You Were Wrong. This is a, this is different than admitting that you are wrong. This isn't admitting you're wrong. This is saying, this is this is literally people's livelihood we're talking about. The guy never fucking played again, basically. Do you know where Chase Utley lives? No, probably some fucking backwards ass redneck shithead town. I think he's a California kid, but he probably—I guarantee you he lives in some fucking asshole place now. Well, we do have dirt. We have some dirtball calls today, and obviously we have the Week Five NFL preview. We already recorded our final episode, so. Quick heads up on that. If you're leaving a call about your favorite smut studio memories, well, sorry, you missed the boat on that. But I think we have a couple we can play today. But let's get to Week 5 NFL. Let's go over our picks, Joe. And as always, our weekly NFL picks are brought to you by Game Theory Picks. Our Our friends at Game Theory Picks provide... Profitable sports betting advice at an affordable price. The subscription options include weekly, monthly, or yearly. And the monthly saves you 20%. The yearly will save you 50%. Since the return of sports in July, a $50 per play better would have profited just over $1,000 in the first few months by following the advice of our friends at Game Theory Picks. Receive your first month of Game Theory Picks for just $40 by visiting GameTheoryPicks.com and using promo code NFL2020. So once again, make a few bucks, take their advice. Simply go to GameTheoryPicks.com and use promo code NFL2020 
to save you $40. Okay. We start off this week. Who are we starting off with? Tampa Bay at Chicago, Joe Prano. Yeah. The Thursday night game. Rematch of the QBs from a few Super Bowls ago. The Bucks are a three-point favorite in Chicago at Soldier Field. Ooh, that's tough. Um, I'm going to go with the Bucks. I like, look. TB12. Tom Brady has looked about like I thought he would look. I know um, a lot of people wanted to sort of bury Tom Brady, and a lot of people wanted to say Tom Brady's turning Tampa Bay into Super Bowl contenders. They're going to go 14-2. and two. They'll have a bye, the whole thing. Um, I think he's looked bad at times. I think he's looked great at times. Um, more for me is this. Chicago team, and, and I said I thought last week's performance was more about the Indianapolis defense than it was Chicago, but the idea that they didn't put it together at any point in that game, that they didn't start moving the ball even late, that it really didn't look good, um, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. Especially on the short week. I know the Bears are at home, but on the short week, I'll take the Tom Brady prep over the second week of Nick Foles starting. Yeah, I'm going to go Tampa Bay as well. All right, moving right along. We have the Panthers at the Falcons. The, F- the Falcons are two-point favorites. They're 0-4. Carolina's at 2-2. Two and two. And it's at the Falcons? Yeah. I really don't. Uh, dude, I just I agree. Like I, I give up on picking Falcons games. I don't know what to make. I don't even know what to make of like the Panthers at this point. Like I think the Panthers are just like doing a great job of being like we're rebuilding new coach. Just like play games, like just do the best we can, and and being like two and two. I think a lot of people would be surprised that the Panthers are two and two. At some point, the Falcons have to win a game, right? What? I guess, would you be more surprised that the Falcons come out of this game three and, or sorry, that the Panthers come out of this game three and two and the Falcons are 0 and five? Or the Falcons are one and four and the Panthers are two and three? I'd be more surprised if they were 0 and five. Right. Therefore, I have to go with the Falcons. Yeah, me too. As much as I don't want to. You just, you, for that. Honestly, if 0 and four, basically their playoff chances are completely done. Not yeah. a lot of teams go on four and win. Like, so if you're the Falcons, like, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, you're not tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Well, Buffalo do you fire Dan Quinn. Yes, immediately, right? Yeah, I mean, what are we doing here? Right. He he was the defensive coordinator for Seattle. He made a name for himself for defense. That's been the biggest problem in the team. Right. It's almost like including blowing that. It's 20. almost like Pete Carroll, who's sort of a defensive guru, was the defensive coordinator the whole time, which happens a lot, you know. So the Titans, who we've talked about a lot at the beginning of the show, are hosting the Bills. This or, or are they? 
This spread seems very unusual. Tennessee is six and a half point dogs at home. Well, they have 20 guys in their team with COVID. So basically, they're pulling up dudes from the street. I don't know. Is that why this line's so jacked? Yeah, I would assume that they're they've had a limited amount of practice. They're they're sneaking practices at high schools. I assume guys aren't going to be able to play. Normally, I would say they're both pretty good teams. What a crazy high line! But I'm a hundred percent going Buffalo. Yeah. I'm going to go Tennessee just to be a contrarian. All right. The Raiders travel to Kansas City where the Chiefs are 12.5-point favorites. What? I'll take the Raiders. I was just, Why are we keep taking the same spread? Okay, yeah. Actually, we picked a different last game. I'll take the Raider, um, Raiders as well. That's To me, that's insane. And I know that the Chiefs, like, have the ability to blow out anybody. But 12 and a half in a division game in Vegas? Yeah. The it, do you do you would you say that the the Raiders have a chance to win that game? Yeah, they have a chance. They have a chance, right? Sure. I, I would you say 9 times out of 10 the Chiefs win that game? Correct. I agree. But to me, if if one team has a chance to win, being nearly a two-touchdown underdog seems a lot. We're both going to get embarrassed by this when the Chiefs have their comeback game and score 55 points. <laughs> but, like, to me, I still, like, I almost feel like that, that spread is just, like, a Vegas spread yeah. to get even money. The Cardinals are at home against the Jets, starting Joe Flacco at quarterback. Cardinals are seven points. I don't care. I'll take the Cardinals. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to take uh, Arizona as well. All right, the Steelers are at home in the battle of the Pennsylvania teams. They're seven-point favorites against the Eagles. I I will take the Eagles because I think as bad as the NFC East is, as bad as I think that the Eagles are, um, and I know that the Steelers got an extra week here, uh, the Steelers have not beaten a good football team yet. And they've, you know... Not been amazing against the teams that they have beat. I'm going to take the Steelers. The Rams travel to Washington. They're seven-point favorites against... Kyle Allen? Kyle Allen, that's correct. The Rams' offense looked terrible last week. I think they bounced back. I'm going to go Rams. I'm going to go Rams, too. The The Redskins would be better off starting Kyle Aronofsky than Kyle Allen. Bengals travel to Baltimore. This is just too big of a spread for me. Come back. Bengals travel to Baltimore. Comeback Joe Burrow is 13-point underdogs. Backdoor Joe. Joey right? B. Joey Backdoor. Yeah. I'm with you. Bengals. All right. The Jags facing off against the Texans. Oh, this is a game nobody wants to watch. Houston is at home. They're six-point favorites. Current head coach is Romeo Cornell is the interim. Little Romeo. Ain't nothing little about that dude. What, who, like, what direction do you think the Texans should go? Like, who would you like to see as the next coach of the Texans? You know who I want to see? Who? Because it, it would be a, such a disaster. 
Dabo Sweeney. I, I want to see it because I think it would be an awful move. Is there talk of this? There's been a little chirping. Because of his connection to Watson? Just him trying that bullshit with professional athletes, not college players. Yeah. I don't even know what that bullshit is, but. You know what it him, is. Making them watch, like, QAnon videos? Like. No, he's like a Jesus guy, too, and, like. I feel like there's not many Jesus head coaches. Yeah. Um, what about like uh, I saw him playing the air raid sound the other day. What about getting doing the the college move for Mike Leach? Man, Leach is so unorthodox. I know. Kind of love it. I don't know about that one, man. It's so tough to go from college to NFL. Some people have done it lately, though, huh? They have. I don't. I don't know. To be honest, I don't know who the right fit is. What did I say? This the spread is six. I think Houston bounces back big time. It's Houston. Tell me the game again. Jacksonville in. Houston. Yeah, I'm going to go Houston. I think I think the Bill O'Brien effect. No boob is worth a yeah. solid 4 points. Yeah, exactly. I'm going Houston. I think Deshaun Watson goes off. Romeo Cornell goes, "Do whatever you want." And he's like, "Cool." I just don't get this. I mean, they were up What was that? 28 points in the in a playoff game on the Chiefs last year. And they did not win a football game. After that, they've not won a football game since, and Bill O'Brien has been fired. Tough, tough turn for the Houston Texans. So we move to the— And I just want to say shout-out to all of the former angry Texans fans that I used to battle about Bill O'Brien. They went out in cowardly fashion. They've all deactivated. Rip Texas Boy 30-35. Rip Biog 18. Just guys deactivating their accounts. Bill O'Brien has that effect on people. They just give up on life. Um, the afternoon games. You know, one of my biggest problems. I don't know why they just. I don't know why they load so many games in the morning. So we have four afternoon games starting with Miami at San Francisco. Niners are nine point favorites. Wow, it's a big spread. I feel like. Miami's always in games. I know yeah. you're traveling across country. Big letdown last week for San Francisco. Fitz burned me last week, though. I know. Well, he didn't burn you last week, though, right? Because you didn't you pick Miami? I did. Oh, and, and they didn't cover. I think it was like six and a half or yeah. something. To me... Nine's a lot. To me, nine's a lot because they played your Seahawks tighter than nine. Yeah. I don't think San Francisco is better than the Seahawks. It's also last week was a home game. Right. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Fitz. I'm gonna go Fitz too. All right, the Colts trout the Colts travel to Cleveland where Wow, there's some interesting spreads this week. The Colts are a point and a half favorite on the road. After what Cleveland did in Dallas offensively? Well, I think the Colts defense is really good. Um, 
to me, the question here is more about the Colts' offense than anything. I think the Colts' defense will slow down the Browns. I agree. But it's a home game for the Browns. I feel like as good as the Colts' defense has been, as a full team, they're overachieving. I don't think their offense... Do we think the Cleveland Browns can go 4-1 and one to start the season? Think about that. We're talking about the Cleveland... If the Cleveland Browns start 4-1, and one, they're the, making both the playoffs. Both these teams are 3-1. Correct. The Browns start 4-1, and one, they're making the playoffs. The odds are really in their favor. I'm going to gonna the take playoffs. the Browns. I'm going to take the Browns to win the game. Might be a Browns. I feel like their Browns are so hot and cold, too. This is what a letdown, what a letdown I game. I think they're going to let down. I'm going to go Indy. All right, the Cowboys are at home against the Giants. Nine and a half point Dallas favorites. Giants defense is not bad. Cowboys defense is really bad. I think the... The issue with this spread is that there could be a lot of scoring, and when you get when you get up into the thirties, nine points is like a field goal. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm, I'm going go Dallas. Giants. Okay, I'll go Dallas. You go Giants. Broncos travel to New England. Pats are eight point favorites. Yeah, I'll take the Patriots. Is Cam will Cam play? I think. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take the Pats. Yeah, I'll take the Patriots as well. Okay, the Vikings travel to Seattle Sunday night football. Seahawks are seven point favorites. Seems too high to me. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna take the Vikings, although I think the Seahawks win the game. Yeah, I agree. And your Monday night game is the Chargers in By the way, uh I think the Seahawks win that game, and I do think that spread's too high. And the reason I think that spread's too high is I think uh, – and I think I've been pretty open um, that I think Kirk Cousins sucks. Uh, but I think that there's some value in a money line there. If you're a Vikings fan and you need something to root for this year, you're not making the playoffs. Just put a bunch of money on this money line. Might, might make a little dough. I gotta imagine it's pushing 180, one plus 175, plus 180 if they're seven point dogs. Does that you're on the ESPN spread? So they have money lines there. Plus 270. Plus 270. Vikings fans, bet all your money on your team. Double down. Yeah. Plus 270. Wow. Chargers travel to New Orleans where they are seven and a half point dogs to the Saints. Seven and a half in New Orleans? Yeah. Who do you like? I'm going to go. Take me through your thought process here. My thought process is this. Herbert's looked very well. I mean, even last week on the road across the country. I feel like a letdown game is bound to happen for these young guys. The Saints have not looked like their normal offense, and I think that's bound to happen. I'm going to go New Orleans. I'm going to go... Even though I don't like that. 
I'm going to go the former San Diego Chargers. I still can't get used to calling them the L.A. Chargers. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Yeah, I think that they've looked good. They've also, I feel like something that is very on-brand Chargers, doesn't matter who their quarterback is, seems like it's more of a coaching or just like their personality, play games close and lose them. Yeah, I agree. It's a big spread. It's a Chargers move. All right, that's week five NFL and, picks. And that that's the Monday night game? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. And the Sunday night game is that Vikings-Seattle game. Yeah. Wow. All right. It's going to be a fun week of football. Sure. Can't wait to not watch it. You'll be driving. I'll be driving. Allegedly. Now, you leave here Saturday morning. Correct. And you'll drive to where? Do you have a plan? Denver, Colorado? I have it somewhere. Where... My place is a mess because I'm packing. Uh, what day will you arrive in Cincinnati? Probably Saturday, Sunday, Monday, probably Tuesday sometime. Wow. I'm being kind of loosey-goosey on this. But do you guys have destinations set up? I haven't even talked to my brother all week. They're like, basically... What direction are you even heading? We're going through 70. So we'll go through Las Vegas, through the whole state of Utah, whole state of Colorado, Kansas, Missouri. So, like, my plan was to stop somewhere in Utah. There's this nice uh, national forest in the middle of the state, which would put us, like, nine hours in the first day. We're going to drive through Vegas. Uh, I'm real curious to just, like, not to really stop. Like, I want to see the strip, though. I'm curious what... You know, pandemic strip looks like. So then from there, we'll go through Utah and then from Utah. So Denver is like a thousand miles from here. Right. So, like, we'll drive through Denver sometime day two. Probably by day two, we'll end up somewhere on the western side of Kansas. And then maybe stay in St. Louis day three, which then just leaves like a real quick drive. Five hours? Yeah, the next day. I don't know. It's Lucy Goosey. Uh-oh. My girlfriend's definitely watching. It's going to be like, you staying in St. Louis? Yeah. Most likely. I don't know. I mean, Joe, we're coming up on noon, and I haven't heard from the moving company. You'll be okay. I liked what you gave me. 3 p.m.? Yeah. Well, 3 p.m. gives you a couple hours of business day left to try them. If you don't get them, try start calling other people, call U-Haul, whatever. You want to give yourself a two-hour window of Business, technical business. So I called U-Haul. I wait online for 45 minutes before I actually speak to them. Yeah. Or just get in your car and drive down to the U-Haul in Santa Monica and be like, yo, what the fuck is up here? Uh, I did that. Dude, they're the worst. I did that in Santa Monica. I did that in Cincinnati at the local location by my parents' house. It doesn't matter. They're all just rude assholes. Set it up online. Both locations said that. Like, dude, I'm at a U-Haul. Well, you, the moving company's a third party. What a mess. And good luck. I mean, it's it's almost like the airline industry. Yeah. Where It's every industry now. Getting people on the phone, getting people to help you, customer service, saw out the window. I mean, the biggest retailer in the whole world, Amazon. You can't talk to anybody in Amazon. They're like, nah, fuck you. Yeah, because I'm still a talk to people. Like, I, I am all about that. I know the younger kids aren't. I'm still, I feel so much better after speaking with somebody. 
and having that sort of customer service. That's why, I mean, my dad was so big on it and I always understood it. That's why, like, the Apple support is so good. It's so good. I had an issue with some of my space and my phone. Dude, you get them on the phone, they're great. They're amazing. They'll walk you through everything. And they speak English. They're not outsourcing to India. Canceled. <laughs> Canceled. You want to hear from the Dirtballs? Sure. All right. So like I said, we played some great Smut Studio memories on the episode we recorded yesterday, which will drop Monday. That was a great episode, by the way. I'm looking forward to you guys' feedback on that. But we, we still have a few maybe we can get to. Here's one from, uh, remember Crazy Eyes Sam Bradford? Yeah, of course. Here's a here's a nice friendly call from Crazy Eyes. How's it going, guys? This is Crazy Eyes Sam Bradford. Um, I just want to call and say hanging out with you guys is one of the funniest times I've ever experienced. I was truly just hanging out with comedians, laughing my ass my ass off all night, high on edibles, and um, some drunken memories I have is some gay guy was going to donate to Joe's campaign. And um, some some dude almost got stabbed. There was like a knife. I don't remember. I was really fucked up and woke up fucked up. Um, I love you guys. That was uh, just keep the show going. It's stronger than ever, and I'll always be a dirtball. And I'm sure there's plenty of us out there. Um, condoms are for COVID. I'll fight anyone in Flagstaff, Arizona that doesn't believe in that shit. Bye. Crazy ass Sam Bradford. Wait, what is he talking about? With the knife? Yeah. I don't remember. Was that when we were, like, getting pizza after or something like that? Oh, yeah, that fight broke out. Yeah. It was got wild on the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was the gay guy who was, like, really into, like, he straight up want, like, I don't oh. even remember. I don't even remember how. Oh, he was into you. I don't even remember how Bro, Prano you, 2020 came up. Oh, you got but he cornered. was like, he was like, in, he was like, I know people. I'm in the real estate business. We can corn. We can. You can for sure take our district. And I was like, all right. I was so stoned that night. That that was like blackout stoned. He gave me multiple edibles. I just remember being at that bar, and it was, you know when you, you know when you had the full body high, and your whole body is like tingling? That's how I was, and then I could not stop eating pizza. I found, and I shouldn't have deleted them, I found some of those videos, dude, there were some weird videos of me, like, like. From when? Like, that night, like, I don't know if I'm doing selfie videos, or if you had, I don't remember, if you filmed it, and then I had it, like. I am like being really weird in the pizza joint. That was a weird pizza joint. Remember, it's all it was dark. Like, it's all dark and like stony. <laughs> it was like, it was like inside the Playboy Mansion grotto, except the lights were off. Where were we? Were we in Scottsdale? Yeah, I think so. It wasn't Tempe, right? It was Scottsdale, right? I don't remember. Yeah, it was Scottsdale. I think so. Crazy eyes, Sam Bradford. Arizona crew. It's good times. All right. Here's a good question for you as a Mets fan. Oh, okay. 
a.k.a. C.K. Nasty, first-time caller, long-time listener from small-town Claremore, Oklahoma. I just wanted to call call in before Andy leaves the Smut Studio. I want to know if you guys think Johan Santana could be a Hall of Famer. I mean, the guy only has 139 wins, but he's got a triple crown, two Cy Youngs, and the only no-hitter in Mets franchise history with a 3.2 ERA in his career. So I'm not saying the guy's a for sure in or anything, but I feel like he at least has an argument to me on the ballot. Anyways, let me know what you guys think. And condoms are for Kyrie Irving, always. So here's, um, I'm looking at 139 wins, like you said, 139 and 78, 3.20 ERA, 1,988 strikeouts. Two Cy Youngs. Doesn't really lock you into a Hall of Fame. Four-time All-Star. The but the biggest thing for me is he wasn't really like a power pitcher. I mean, he he, he threw plenty hard, but he wasn't really a power pitcher. He's 41 right now. His career was 2000 to 2007 with the Twins, 2008 to 2010 with the Mets. And then, again, returned to 2012 with the Mets. So this is all of 2011. To me, I think the uh, I think Johan Santana is a Hall of Famer if he had pitched till you know 2015 and gotten 50 more wins, or 2016 and gotten 50, 60 more wins. If he goes two Cy Youngs, four all. Four All Stars, and he's two close to closer to two hundred wins. I think uh, he's got a better shot. You know, a bit of a career derailed by injuries, but again, for not being like a dominating power guy, the, I think the longevity would have helped. I forgot about him to be honest. He was really good for a minute. Yeah, but I. But you're right. It was such a short career. In a way. I mean, 2004-2006 is his two Cy Youngs. Three-time ERA leader, three-time strikeout leader. Obviously has the one no-hitter with the Mets. Which is crazy. And in 2006. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. The Mets have one no-hitter? Yeah. And it's Santana. Which, again, as a Mets fan. Is that when he had a lot of walks that game? Yeah. And as a Mets fan... That no-hitter might be the reason he didn't have longevity because he was like, I'm going to get you guys this fucking no-hitter. Through 200 pitches, walk eight guys. Yeah. But I just think the the longevity factor, his peak was very strong. But I think if you just continue to have a long career after your peak, yeah, it's a different story, you know? can't believe there's only one no-hitter. In Mets history, how does that happen? I, I mean, mean, I mean, I mean. To put things in context, when he, when I hear that, I laugh because Homer Bailey had two for the Reds. Yeah. Like, well, how about how about uh, what does Nolan Ryan have? Nolan Ryan has seven no hitters or something like that. I mean, you guys had Tom Seaver all his years, and then he goes to Cincinnati, and then he does it with them. Nolan Ryan threw seven no hitters. Nolan Ryan was a Met. He's got seven. None of them with the Mets. Tom Seaver, none with the Mets. 
No Jacob DeGrom, no hitters. I mean, it really is kind of— No Dwight Gooden, no hitters. That's what I'm saying. Dwight Gooden throws a perfect game with the Yankees. I bet you David Cohn has a no-hitter in there somewhere, right? I bet he does. And it, it really is crazy. It's crazy. All right. Let's keep moving on. Hi, Joe. This is Nick calling from uh, beautiful Ann Arbor, Michigan. To, uh, Nick Alessandro from the east side of Michigan. I just want to give a shout Nick Alessandro holding it down on the west side of Michigan. Um, first of all, Andy, I just wanted to let you know, um, I've been mowed you a little something, uh, go treat yourself to some online chili. Uh, we're all, we're all thinking of you through this difficult time. I, I hope you're hanging in there. Um, and we're all, we're all supporting you. Please let us know if we can help with anything else. But, um, my question for you guys is Joe brought it up on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, but you guys were talking about the, just you and Todd were talking about the price of, uh, or I guess the, the length of different golf clubs. So it kind of got me thinking, in what sport do you think having the best and probably the most expensive equipment matters the most? And on the flip side, what sport do you think having the best and the most ex- – or the uh, – uh, I'm sorry, the least expensive equipment? Um, so, on the yeah, on the other side, what sport um, – Having, uh, I guess the, yeah, the cheapest equipment. Sorry, couldn't think of it for a second. But um, yeah, anyway, just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Uh, hope everything well. Keep up the great work. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. How crazy is it? There's two Nick D'Alessandros, both, both in Michigan. Wild. Yeah, like bizarro Nick. So basically, what equipment to sum it up in a more concise way? What equ- what equipment matters the most as far as the expense for each sport? Well, I think. For sure, soccer and basketball don't matter. Yeah, because what are you? What is your equipment even? Your shoes? It's a ball. Well, right. That's standard. So everybody's using that. But I'm saying, even in baseball, you need a bat. You need a glove. Right. I I was thinking more of a personal equipment situation. Um, I think golf and tennis, those sports where it's you and your equipment, seems like those are going to be the most important. Right. Yeah. Race car driving. Probably the single most important. Would safe to say. I go I'm gonna go race car driving, then golf, then tennis for equipment. Least I mean, again, yeah, basketball and soccer, you're everybody's using the same ball, so I'm not even factoring that in. I think Larry Bird played in fucking, you know, Chuck Taylors for a minute. He's playing in the those old Converse. Uh, obviously, we've come a long way with shoes, and a lot of guys have fucking killer shoes. But I feel like the quality of the NBA doesn't really change that much if you go back to everybody wearing Jordan 3s as opposed to tennis and golf. If everybody went back to hitting fucking actual woods, uh, it'd probably change it. Baseball, there's a really nice jump in equipment between kind of your baseline gloves and your baseline bats to the nicer shit. But that being said, the Dominican guys literally get to the big leagues throwing pineapples and hitting them with, you know, sticks. sticks. Um, 
and Vlad Guerrero, the the Vlad Guerrero types, they're like, I get a real bat and a real glove. Well, put me in the Hall of Fame. Um, so I think baseball's probably in that middle realm. Football, like, but you need a, football's expensive. Equipment's expensive, right? Football, but like, do we think that Tom Brady wouldn't be as good, have as good a career if he like had to revert back to like? 80s football equipment or 70s football equipment like I'm not really sure it helps that much like because everybody's got a it's it's still more of like a it's a protective equipment instead of like a helping you play the game yeah. equipment right sure like I let me say this if every single player in the NFL used the same equipment and you put Odell Beckham in 1993 football shoulder pads and a helmet. I don't think his game falls off that much. Well, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking more of it's expensive to play football just for anybody's equipment. Right. But t- typically you don't buy your football equipment. Typically it's given to you as part of playing. Sure. As but opposed to hockey. I'm talking youth teams. Right. But even that, like, you never owned your football shoulder pads and shit, did you? You don't own it, but there's usually a premium that you have to pay, which covers the equipment costs. Right. That's all I'm saying. Hockey, uh, I'm, I don't have a ton of experience with hockey, but I know there's a lot to stick sure. play. So I'm, I'm going to put hockey in the football realm. Maybe a little... So I'm going to go... Horse racing, fucking the more expensive you manage. Prano can't with a shitty horse. Horse racing, auto racing, golf. You're unbelievable. Tennis, hockey, baseball, football, basketball, soccer. It's a pretty good ranking. Do you want to do one more call? I haven't listened to this one. Sure. I kind of want to go. Little rogue here. It popped up during the show. Let's do it. Oh, like it literally came in while we were recording. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what this person has to say. Ruther Prano, it's your boy Double D, calling from Salt Lake City, originally from Indiana. Official Indy 500 correspondent, or unofficial, however you want to word it. Uh, congrats on the last episode in the Slut Studio. Uh, I just want to share three quick memories. One, uh, Trevor always went to the bathroom, and you can hear the bathroom in the background. Two, Yoshi hit a homeless guy. And three, uh, the jizz on the turtle story that was told in the Smut Studio will never, uh, will, will, can always be untold. Uh, that's it, boys. Thanks for taking my call. Stay dirty. So two of the three memories we cover on the final episode. retrospective, the turtle jizz story, which actually didn't even occur in the Smut Studio. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it was it's it was in essence oh my a smart studio story. The uh, the Yoshi call the Yoshi striking of the homeless person running over a homeless person. We talked about that at length, and then yeah, Trevor always going to that. Trevor used to pee like two three times an episode. What's he up to these days? You know, probably climbing the ranks at ESPN. Yeah. I'm just trying to trigger you. You're not. You're not gonna trigger me on that, dude. I'm chill. I got. I got things to do. Speaking of using the bathroom, 
I gotta take a shit. All right. So let's. Well, I guess. I guess we'll skip that. Basically, since that that sentiment is the NFC East, we'll skip that call about the NFC East. Well, and, the, and I'll be honest, these aren't the best calls. These, okay. the, the, that's why I kind of haven't. It's like a lot of these things we've discussed. Like the number three call. It's like sure. How many times have we discussed this? Yeah. Changing the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, this is the final episode. The final episode live. Live from this. Not the final episode live. It's the final episode from the Smut Studio. I'm certain that we'll, we will be live together on in one place recording a I am podcast. Too, I mean, yeah, live from the Smut Studio. Yeah. In fact, when COVID is over, which hopefully will happen if people start taking it more seriously, we will... Return to doing live podcasts out and about in the world. Remember when that used to be a thing? I totally forgot. We should do a drive-in podcast like the way I'm doing a drive-in comedy show tomorrow night. Have dirtballs driving into Walt's yard. Can we uh, <coughs> occupy Walt's garden? Yeah, maybe. There's lots of possibilities, Joe. That's what I love. There's lots of possibilities. Are you saying that anything is possible. I am saying anything is possible except <laughs> passing your SAT. Is that what you say? Except Kevin Garnett getting 800 on his SATs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dirtballs, much love, guys. I really think you're going to love Monday's episode. I think that was a great tribute that Joe and I did yesterday, and we had a lot of great calls, so look forward to that coming out on Monday. Have a great weekend. It's been fun. Onward and upward. We're going to do this, Joe. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, The Dirty Sports, blah, 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 blah. Stay dirty. And don't forget, as Joe just said, stay dirty. <laughs>